Before we begin, I'd like to announce that I'll be attending the 62nd Annual American Society of Dowsers National Convention June 8th through June 12th at Plymouth State University in Plymouth, New Hampshire. At the conference, I'll be teaching a past life workshop on June 8th, and I'll be a featured speaker on June the 10th. I will also be offering live one-on-one -on -one Akashic Dowsing sessions at their wellness center, and Vital Bioenergetics co-op members will be offering their products at a booth in the vendor area. For more information and to reserve your spot at this exciting event, please visit www.dowsers.org. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And on today's podcast, we're going to talk about how we have a tendency to see the dark cloud behind every silver lining, or to use another metaphor, how we tend to see our glasses half empty when it's actually quite full. What got me thinking about this was some experiences I had with tax clients over the past tax season. While many people continue to struggle economically from the consequences of the pandemic, some of your friends and neighbors actually did quite well under the circumstances. So why am I talking about taxes again? After all, you can rightly say to me, Bill, you talked about taxes last week, and with all the drama happening in the macroeconomy and the pandemic, inflation and war, why should we be concerned about how some ordinary people benefited from this unstable and likely unsustainable situation? The reason why I think it's important that we talk about this is because what happens to each of us individually is often a reflection of what is happening in the rest of the world. Yes, things are unstable and are very likely going to fall apart in the long run, but within all of that instability, there are glimmers of positivity that come shining through. Now, we can choose to see those positive events as negative ones, i.e., I made a killing in capital gains and now I'm being forced to pay taxes. Or we can choose to accept life as equal measures of positive and negative in that we should express gratitude for the good things we receive in life and that we should accept that with each positive thing that we receive, it also comes with its own share of responsibility that we can choose to accept or we can choose to take on the role of the victim. For a little background, we have to remember that 2020 was a hard year for people with significant investments. In particular, we're talking about people who are already 65 years old, but have managed to accumulate enough wealth in their working years that they enjoy a more comfortable retirement than someone living on Social Security alone. 
While some retirees hold their retirement funds in individual retirement accounts, some people invest heavily in investment portfolios where they pay brokers to make buy and sell decisions on their behalf in accordance to their risk tolerance. The most intelligent investors do a combination of both, where they receive a steady stream of income from their retirement accounts and Social Security, while also earning a fairly predictable amount of income from dividends and capital gains on their investments. In 2020, markets across the board took a sharp decline due to the pandemic and subsequent quarantines. However, by the end of the year, markets were already starting to recover, and in 2021, those markets did remarkably well compared to the previous year. Smart investors know that the best time to buy is when markets are depressed, and they know they can reap the rewards when those markets recover, which they generally do. Another market that saw significant changes was the real estate market. Prior to 2020, real estate was still undergoing its decade-long recovery from the crash of 2009. However, starting in late 2020 and all the way through the present day, real estate prices have been outpacing inflation in almost all markets, leading some economists to predict that this may yet be another bubble like the one we saw in 2007. Again, intelligent investors with holdings in real estate that they purchased at the time of the 2010 crash saw this as a great opportunity to sell so they can reap the profits before the pop of the next bubble. For many of my retired clients, this has been an excellent year financially. Clients who hold diverse portfolios and retirement accounts and broker-managed accounts saw dividends and capital gains in the tens of thousands of dollars. Clients who were holding on to investments in real estate, whether it was a rental property or simply a vacant lot that they thought they might build on one day when they were much younger, saw realized gains in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. You would think that these people would be happy about their newfound fortunes. But most of these people were very unhappy to see me because I'm their tax man. And as their tax man, I have the unfortunate task of telling them how much their new fortunes now have to cost them in the form of capital gains taxes. For example, I had a client who sold a rental property that they were basically breaking even on for the last 20 years. Social Security and only a modest pension were the only other source of income, and so technically they didn't even need to file a tax return except for the fact that they collected rental income. When my client sold the property, they generated an almost $300,000 gain in the transaction, which they were able to put into an investment account for the retirement. What they didn't realize is that the gain that large generated a capital gains tax bill of over $40,000. And because they didn't realize that they owed any tax, they now have to pay interest and penalties. This is what I was talking about before, about seeing the glass half empty. Rather than simply paying their tax bill and counting their good fortune, at being able to generate such a significant profit on the investment, my client got angry that their money was being stolen from them by the government. 
Another client of mine was another retiree with a modest income from Social Security, some pensions, and a broker-managed investment portfolio. When I did their tax return in 2020, they suffered some capital losses, the same that most people did. However, in 2021, they generated over $50,000 in capital gains. This generated a capital gains tax of over $4,700. Were they happy about the fact that they made all that extra money in their portfolio? No, they were upset because they didn't feel it was right that the government should take their money away from them. So what are the key lessons from these engagements? I believe the first lesson is gratitude. Investing is risky business, especially in these wild and crazy times. Here you're taking your own hard-earned money and putting it out onto the table in the hope that it'll end up being more than what you put into it without any idea whether or not your investment is going to pay off. As I already said, if you happen to invest in stocks or cashed in on some real estate that you purchased in the wake of the last crash, your investments did quite well in 2021. If you decided instead to invest in cryptocurrency, it's likely you took a loss in 2021 and even a bigger loss so far in 2022. So when you make an investment that yields a strong positive results, that's a cause for celebration, not anxiety and certainly not anger. The second lesson is balance. Every good thing that happens in life comes with a balancing of energies. Understand that when you earn money, you are going to need to pay taxes for it. The good news is that the long-term capital gains generally tax is at a lower rate than your ordinary income. The bad news is if, that you are, if you're also collecting Social Security, then up to 85% of your Social Security is going to be taxable as ordinary income. There are ways that you can mitigate your ordinary taxable income by giving money to charity or rolling over some of your gains into an IRA, but the bottom line is that some of that windfall from the universe will have to be reserved for taxes, and that's simply a fact of life. You can choose to be upset about it, or you can choose to be grateful for your windfall, knowing that the universe requires some balance to occur. The third lesson is the same lesson we talked about in the previous episode, and that is to make the choice to take back your power. In this particular situation, taking back your power is about understanding exactly how much tax you're going to be charged and then to pay it right away. This will not only give you peace of mind that your tax obligations have been met, but it will free you from the fear of the unknown as you wait until the following year to file your tax return. There are several ways you can do this. The first way is to make the calculation yourself. Simply type into your favorite search engine the phrase capital gains calculator and then input the numbers yourself. Just remember that when you put into the calculator is only an estimate. If you normally don't have any taxable income, also remember that up to 85% of your Social Security benefits is now considered taxable, so you'll need to include that as well. For example, 
Let's say that in a normal year, you earn $10,000 in a pension income, $20,000 in Social Security, and about $1,000 in dividends and capital gains. Normally, you don't owe any taxes. Now, let's say that you earned $50,000 in capital gains. In the calculator, you now have to add $17,000 to your taxable income because now 85% of your Social Security is now taxable. Then, after you add in the $50,000 in capital gains, you see that you have an estimated tax liability of $5,500. So what do you do? You take $5,500 out of your account and pay your estimated taxes right away. Don't wait to April 15th, because if you do, not only will you be charged a late penalty, but you'll also have to live with the specter of an impending tax bill that you know that you will need to pay eventually. The second way you can take your power back is to go meet with your friendly tax professional. If this sounds too complicated for you, then make an appointment to go see your friendly tax professional and ask them to estimate what you owe. Many tax professionals, myself included, won't charge you a dime for this service if you're already a customer. Your tax professional also knows a lot more about your particular tax case, which may include lost carryovers from prior years, dependent credits, and other specifics that you cannot capture on a simple calculator. In addition, your tax professional can give you specific payment recommendations that an internet search cannot provide. By taking your personal power back, by taking your personal power back, you will now be able to get through the rest of your year not worrying about how much you'll need to pay when it comes time to file your taxes. Then you can spend the time and energy you would have spent worrying on doing the work you should have been doing, which is looking for ways to expand your consciousness and seeking joy and fulfillment in your life. The choice is yours. Adane. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.